Welcome to the Heartbeat of the Pro-Life Ministry Podcast. My name is Beth Bissonette, and I've been an Executive Director of a Pregnancy Resource Center for 23 years. I hope to educate, motivate, and inspire you, the pro-life believer, so that you can help to save and change lives for life and for Christ. Let's get into today's episode. Today, we're going to be taking a look at how do you defend the preborn's right to life when someone argues that the government doesn't give rights to fetuses? Also, why are pregnancy centers calling themselves pregnancy resource centers or pregnancy clinics instead of crisis pregnancy centers? And how did one letter to a pregnancy resource center provide hope and encouragement? Okay, here we go. Quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, end quote. This sentence, of course, comes from our Declaration of Independence in the United States. When you're having a conversation with someone who's pro-abortion and you're defending your pro-life view, don't let them confuse the natural right to life with governmental rights. They may say something like, a fetus has no rights. Just like a person has no right to drive until they're 16, or they have no right to vote until they're 18. Therefore, why should a fetus have rights that haven't been given to them? You, my pro-life friend, you need to remember always that the heart of the abortion issue is that abortion is a moral wrong because it takes the life of an innocent and defenseless human being. They want to take you away from this fact. So for you, their argument about rights is a rabbit trail. And you can address the rabbit trail, but always remember what the heart of the issue is. You can defend the right to life of the preborn, but by saying to them that the Declaration of Independence says that the right to life is an unalienable, not a governmental right. The right to drive and the right to vote is a governmental right. The right to life has nothing to do with governmental rights. It's a a natural right. Imagine if the government had complete control over whether children under five years old should live or die simply because they're smaller and less developed than adults, or they're dependent on others for their survival. Should the government have control over life and death for these reasons? Of course not. That would be beyond frightening. The government may have control over the life or death of a convicted murderer, but the difference is that the preborn are innocent of any wrongdoing, so why should it be okay to take their lives? 
it's morally wrong to take the life of an innocent and defenseless human being. And so the, the preborn must have the same natural right to life as you or I do. If you've been in the pro-life world for a long time, you may have noticed that crisis pregnancy centers were not using that term anymore. Why are centers calling ourselves pregnancy resource centers instead of crisis pregnancy centers? I was recently invited to speak to a local church deacons board meeting. During that meeting, I shared that churches should be aware that the services provided by pregnancy resource centers are just as valuable to those in your church as they are for everyone else. The vast majority of pregnancy centers, we provide services to women no matter what they intend to do about their pregnancy. If they're considering abortion or they're abortion-minded or they were trying to conceive and are definitely keeping their baby, we are so happy to see them no matter what their circumstances are. Now, there are some pregnancy centers who are very busy centers, seeing many women and men each week, and they may focus more on abortion-minded women than life-minded women simply because of time and resources. But most centers, we want to support and minister to women, men, and families, no matter their circumstances. I shared with this deacon's board that we want our churches to know that if you have a young family or a single mom or dad of young children and they're struggling and you can see that they're struggling, please refer them to your local pregnancy center for parenting classes, free baby clothes and diapers. We have support groups for dads many times, Bible studies or even post-abortion healing and support if they've had an abortion. One of the deacons at this deacon board meeting shared that now he understands why we call ourselves a pregnancy resource center instead of a crisis pregnancy center now. Calling ourselves crisis pregnancy centers sounds like we're only willing to see women in crisis who are considering an abortion, but we're eager to help and support any woman who's pregnant or parenting young children, as well as dads who want to be better parents. This is just one example of why it's so necessary for pregnancy centers to go into churches and share about the services we provide to women and families. Now, it's it's not unusual for someone to say to me that they're surprised that so many people in their church are unaware of the local pregnancy center and what we do. I hear them say things like, you've been around for so many years, so why doesn't everyone know about the pregnancy center? Well, let me share something with you that might surprise you. I'm going to go out on a limb here. That's what I do on this podcast. You never know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to be blunt here. There are churches that won't let me in to speak. For various reasons, some churches say no. 
So as an executive director, if I can't share in our local churches, how will they know that we're here? How will they know what we do to support women, babies, and families? And how will they know how they can support their pregnancy center? Speaking in our churches about our work is on the executive director's job description. It's part of what we do. It's something that we do regularly. But I'm just one person wanting to speak in many churches. Now, let me just say this. The pastor of a church should not just let anyone in to speak from the pulpit if they don't know the Pregnancy Resource Center executive director. They can't be sure of what the executive director will say or how they'll come across. So that's okay. That's understandable. But let me ask you, my pro-life friend, this question. Are you sharing the great work being done at your local pregnancy center in your church? Have you asked your pastor if someone from your local pregnancy center can come in and speak and then followed through to make sure that that happened? Have you contacted the executive director and asked for, uh, let's say, a poster to put up in your church about the services? Or have you asked about maybe being a church liaison in your church for your pregnancy center? Have you hosted a banquet table and, and invited folks from your church to attend the pregnancy center banquet with you? There are so many ways to help your local pregnancy center share the work we do with your church family. Contact them and ask how you can help. And thank you for all of the ways that you support your local pregnancy center ministry. We are so grateful for that. When a woman leaves the pregnancy center after her appointment, often we don't ever know what her final pregnancy decision was. If she was considering abortion, did she ultimately choose life? Or did she follow through and have an abortion? It does make it difficult uh, to give our supporters, you, an idea of how many women choose life after they come in for a pregnancy test and and an ultrasound and and, uh, get information about abortion procedures and risks. And we offer them support. But a lot of times we don't know what decision they make. They leave They don't respond to us when we try to contact them, and they don't let us know. So it leaves our staff wondering as we pray for that woman and uh, her child. So when this note came in the mail, well, it was so welcome. It was so inspiring, and it was so encouraging to us that I want to share it with you. Here it is. Quote, Haven Pregnancy Services, I cannot thank you enough for the loving care you shower on mamas. As a foster mom, a new little love came into my care recently. 
Among his hospital mementos were several ultrasounds provided by Haven. Your loving on that mama helped her to choose life. This little precious gift is alive today because you chose to love on and minister to his mama. Thank you for your work and mission of helping these little loves. A foster mama and her little love. End quote. Isn't that wonderful? Sometimes you have no idea when you offer just that little bit of encouragement, no matter what the circumstance. Writing a note or making a phone call or sending a text just saying, hey, I appreciate you, I love you, I'm praying for you. It can make such a huge difference. So thank you, Foster Mama, for taking the time to write this note to us. Just a few words made so much difference to us as a staff. When we do hear that an abortion vulnerable woman chooses life for her baby, we call it a gift from God. He gives us the gift of knowledge in these circumstances and is such an encouragement and we are so, so grateful. Foster Mama ended her note with this scripture reference, Luke 18, verse 16, which says, Then Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. Thanks so much for spending time with me again today. I appreciate that. It's been several weeks since I I posted an episode because I got sick. You may be hearing that my voice hasn't been the same, a little scratchy, probably not very enjoyable to listen to, but I wanted to get this episode out to you. So thanks for listening. Please share the podcast with your pro-life friends in your church, in your neighborhood. Thank you for doing so. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or on the website, theheartbeatpodcast.net. Shoot me an email if you have any questions, anything you want me to cover. Hello at theheartbeatpodcast.net. And remember, your life is precious.